0: And welcome in to another episode of the Making a Mark Wrestling Show on the Tell Me More podcast. I'm your host, Mac Moore, here again with Wade Christensen.
1: How's it going, Wade? It's going pretty good, man. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. This is probably the most uninformed I've ever gone into a (laughs) podcast before. So uh, this could be touch and go. You probably won't be able to tell the difference, honestly.
0: I I don't really blame you. Actually, this is probably the least prepared I've been as well. Even when I don't, like, I I try to sit down. I create, Mm -hmm. you know, our little rundown to make sure we're on the same page and what topics we're going to go over. But in terms of actually jumping into the topics, there are a lot of podcasts where I just refer to me talking out of my ass basically (laughs) uh and that happens a lot uh surprise guys uh i will say that there are a few where you know it's like i I have less time than others to prep and in this one Mm -hmm. i couldn't even take the time to prep because you know like all podcasts i would have watched week to week had whatever knowledge Mm -hmm. and then just ran with whatever i knew I I, I I have not I've watched each episode, yeah. but I did not take in anything that's happened in the past month.
1: Yeah, it, it was it was pretty much ever since backlash, just like the same thing almost every week, from what I could tell. Um so it it was really hard to get through. Um I'm I'm pretty sure ever since backlash, I've watched more old WCW pay-per-views <laughs> than I've watched current product. Um w- w- which that should tell you something, because WCW's not really known for having great pay-per-views. Um also it's a sad state of affairs in wrestling when the most like exciting thing happening in wrestling at this moment w- was a court case between two people that don't even wrestle for WWE anymore. Yeah. So and going into the
0: weekend of CM Punk not only being in court but yeah. then having a UFC match number 2 and <sighs> He lasted the whole time. It was somehow worse than getting whooped by Mickey Gall the first time.
1: Yeah. Um, apparently, not being able to knock out CM Punk makes it so... Even if you win, Dana White goes, Yeah, you're not yeah. fighting in the UFC <laughs> ever again. Uh, you should have knocked him out. Um, <clears throat> I've watched a lot of just like breakdowns of that fight. And, I, and I've watched like what I could of it. And um, everyone has said the exact same thing. CM Punk has no business in the UFC octagon. Um. He, he he like he, for someone that's been training for what at this point almost six years, uh, five. I mean he left. He in trained 20, for three years before his other yeah. fight, and it's been how Ed long training. since then
0: he, So he left in 2014, mm-hmm. and so it's been four years. Four he's years, been out of okay. WWE, and then I the thing is they always talk about training before that. It's like mm-hmm. part of his wrestling was mixed martial arts. Yeah. But clearly not the type of training that gets you ready for an actual martial arts fight. No. And then I, I would say going into that fight, you could see that the technique improved massively between the two fights. Mm-hmm. That's never going to be one. He's, it's going to take you too long to ever get to the point where you're good enough to be, oh, I'm going to win a fight based off my technique despite yeah. starting in my mid 30s. Yeah. Uh, his problem is athleticism which was amazing. Like he lost that match off cardio and that Mm -hmm. was the, you know, his benefit in WWE. He's one of the more in shape guys when it comes to, you know, trying to work a really long match. Uh, he's just not athletic. Some of those punches that he threw, even with good technique, Mm -hmm. you were like, man, like you have no business being there at all. Like that's not something you should even want to do. Like, the idea was always, okay, he's going to face these lower-end guys. And, yeah, it sucks that he's just so big that it has to be on a card, basically. Yeah. Dana White's not going to skip out on the cash. So we have to see him grow where other people, you wouldn't have to see the growing pains. Mm-hmm. Well, one, he's 40 now, or at least close. Yeah. Pretty. And he's not going to get in better shape. Like, at this point, you, you saw him out there, and he just he looks, like, emaciated trying to fight at that weight at, mm-hmm. you know, under 170. And it's like... There are guys that are, like, 150 that have more muscle than him, more athletic ability, more years learning the technique. It's never going to get better. And so then it's like, what does he really want to do? Is it just that he loves the thrill of it? Yeah. Well, you're going to have to find a way to get that thrill without doing it on a pay-per-view card because – it's it's so ironic to be the guy who for all those years was talking about the part timers coming in taking the spot Yeah. And that that's one where K Fabe crossed over. I'm I'm gonna say, based on what we've heard him talk about since leaving WB, uh that was much more the reality side than the K Fabe storytelling side. He really was not happy with the rock coming in, taking that spotlight. And that's literally what he's doing on yeah. UFC cards. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That, that that's kind of like, I, I've i been a big CM Punk fan ever since I got back into wrestling. Like I, I would honestly say he's a big reason I got back into wrestling. Cause I was like, man, who is this guy? Like he he's, he's like whatever he's doing, love him, hate him. He was very entertaining. Um, and now like, especially this last week, just hearing all the interviews he did for UFC and hearing all the interviews he did for this court case. Like, I, I just think he's a dick. Like at this point, like, <laughs> I'm not interested in him um i hope he fucking never comes back actually because th- th- that's just what he's saying oh i'm done i finally you know you know got everything off my chest i'm no longer gonna do anything involved in wrestling and like 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 i don't know It it, it is such a spit in the face of everyone that's like stood by him this whole time for him just to completely turn his back on um everyone that supported him everyone that's continues to support him because he doesn't have UFC fans he has WWE fans that go to UFC to see him fight um and that's why he gets the huge like like, I love that the WWE people just invade UFC and you just hear these loud loud CM Punk chants and then half the crowd leaves after he's gone you know That, that says something about him and to just like and to disregard the uh, What Cody Rhodes And Young Bucks are doing with All In And they're like hey you know CM Punk are you All In And he just goes no Like like j- just to act so prissy And to act better than wrestling When that's got you to where you are it's, And it's going to get him to where wherever He goes in life after yeah. this He could be the next movie star Who the hell knows but wrestling got him there 100%. So j- just to disregard all of wrestling because um, he didn't get to be in the matches he wanted to be in and he didn't get to be world champ. Um, it- it's it's bullshit. Um, and so I'm officially off the CM Punk train. Yeah. I hope he loses in everything he does f- from now on. <laughs> I, the, the
0: thing that keeps getting me with CM Punk is that it's not that he... like I would understand swearing off WWE. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I, I, I would understand that.
0: It's it's the swearing off wrestling. It's, you know, seeing somebody like Corey Graves who is mm. fairly, you know, just well thought out in any action he does if he's gonna try to say something he doesn't often speak out of turn or say something that doesn't make much sense and for him to come and start sending out tweets that are basically talking about the way CM Punk turned his back on his family Mm -hmm. being those those who are close with him Mm -hmm. within the wrestling world and for him to basically spit on them Mm -hmm. that's the problem it it isn't WWE it's all of those other Mm -hmm. guys that it, those, those aren't the guys who did the things that you mm-hmm. were mad about
1: and in and, in and, and CM punk coming forward and saying that oh that like because this is what Corey graves said that oh any of my friends that are involved in wwe are no longer my friends like yeah. we can't expect everyone to quit their at at the very least probably two hundred thousand dollars a year yeah. job just to appease you that, that that that's just a shitty thing to do that's a shitty friend um like yeah, like it's it's it's, yeah. it's 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 ridiculous, ridiculous behavior to expect someone to quit their job for you.
0: Yeah, and you know you look at what's happening with you know his short time in the UFC. That's I, I don't even understand. Maybe they could milk it for a third pay per view that's gonna suck and keep making money. That's possible, but at some point you know this ride's gotta end. Yeah, and for CM Punk, unless he's working the longest kayfabe play I've ever seen. <laughs> like what, what else is there other than I, I get, if you say, I'm never going back to WWE, mm-hmm. but you're not going to do all in, you're not going to do new Japan. You're not going to figure yeah. something out that like, and maybe you just don't want to do it. And yeah. that's fine. There's ways to be like, I'm not going to wrestle again because that's not what I want to do anymore. Yeah. But that's not what he's saying. Yeah. So really at this point, the the attitude he's given the, the responses, unless it is this long-term play to come back as a great heel, which we've, he talked about this. It's not like fans have responded to it anyways. There's still these CM Punk chants yep. in, in the arenas. So I uh, that's definitely not working. So I don't even know what the plan would be there. But unless that's what he's doing, yeah, fuck CM Punk. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. kind of where we're there at. There you go. We got Matt cussing. That's yep. A- Every time. Ooh. Ooh. I've been cutting them out. Uh, <laughs> but Wade just will not stop until I drop some F-bombs. Sometimes uh, I do. It's true. Uh we, we talked about that a little bit. Uh, let's now actually jump into what's happening with uh, the, the pay-per-view at hand. Money in the Bank coming up this Sunday. Obviously, NXT TakeOver Chicago the Saturday before. And we might get to talk about that at the end. Uh, might be more exciting than uh, half of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view based on what we've seen uh, in the buildup. But we'll get to that in a bit. First thing we'll talk about, obviously, they're talking about Money in the Bank. They want it to be part of the what will be the big five. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have the big four pay-per-views having SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, and then now to add in Money in the Bank, and you were talking before we got on to the podcast, that you think that's a good choice. You think Money in the Bank is, you know, I there's a short list of yeah. pay-per-views that matter enough that they should be put into that criteria. I still don't think any, any pay-per-view other than WrestleMania shouldn't be you know, six plus hours. Yeah, but that's apparently what they want to keep doing with these big five. Uh, I'd rather not do that, but I do agree with you. Money in the bank is probably the best bet for being that fifth yeah. uh, pay per view.
1: I mean, like, there's no question to ask that, like, the big four. You know, like WWE has four really big pay per views each year that are all pretty decent all four of them are like pretty decent pay-per-views to watch so if you were going to put in a top five and and, and fill in that fifth position I I think would have to go with uh, money in the bank just because you know that at the end of this pay-per-view there's going to be something new something interesting going on something to further new storylines and 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 that's what I look for in a pay-per-view is to give me something new to look forward to on Monday like when I turn on Monday Night Raw the next day like I want something exciting happening because of whatever happened at that pay-per-view and Money in the Bank's a good pay-per-view for that
0: yeah and I just think that at this point if you're looking at the different pay-per-views none of, none of them really kind of fit that criteria of being like all the other ones are iconic yeah and when you're looking for other iconic ones, the only ones left, you know, you have a King of the Ring that Vince doesn't want to do cuz he hates tournaments apparently. Yeah. You I what
1: are what are even the other? Uh, Elimination psych- Chamber is, and- is is getting up there. Uh Hell in a Cell is is you know like becoming pretty iconic, but they're still not that top 4, top 5 area. Yeah. It it's something like those are two pay-per-views I look forward to every year but, um, I don't expect big things to happen at them anymore. Unless there is a title match at elimination chamber, um, like the elimination chamber match for the title, it's probably not going to be that interesting. But if the title's on the line, that makes that match like 10 times more interesting than just a normal match because you're like, Oh, you know, any one of these, what is it? Six people could could be champ at the, I mean, that's how we got Bray Wyatt as world champion. So, um, you know, if if that's going to come out of an elimination chamber, that's, you know, I'm, that makes me excited to watch. But, uh, it's 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 still not quite on that top five yeah. level, but yeah, it's it's close. It's getting there. Um, I, I like especially now. Um, with the new chamber, like, they're starting to actually, like, put it in every year. Because the other years it yeah. year was, like, a hit or miss. We might get Elimination Chamber. We might not. We might just throw it in on SummerSlam. Or it might get its own pay-per-view. You don't know. But I think with the new chamber, um, it's probably going to be utilized more frequently. And that, that'll that be cool to see. Like, especially now that we got these dual-branded pay-per-views. Um, they gotta do something big on them. Yeah. And this one
0: particularly like I don't know what happened uh, after WrestleMania where you know you had this big build-up going into the Mm. Greatest Royal Rumble obviously people were not very happy with what happened at Backlash but it still seemed like going out of the Backlash pay-per-view that maybe they were mad at the events they weren't mad at kind of I, I don't know the the way that the brands were restacked kind of the direction that they were going I mean It seemed like there was enough things, particularly with Daniel Bryan coming back, AJ Styles, Nakamura fighting for the WWE title, Mm -hmm. uh, as much as not having Brock on TV, you had Seth Rollins starting a good run with the IC title. It seemed like enough pieces that you could start moving guys around and make it interesting. And for some reason with extra time, they had, you know, more than ever. Maybe, maybe that was actually to its detriment. Uh, Nothing really big happened in yeah. between, but I still feel like going into the money in the bank like I'm still excited for it. Yep. that's the weird thing is like they gave me nothing during the buildup but knowing somebody's gonna take mm-hmm. that briefcase and people can point to last year and be like oh, we're Corbin didn't do anything.
1: Carmelo was you know lackluster up until the end but that's well, part of that's part of it yeah is is, is you not knowing. Like, that's what makes wrestling good now Is not knowing what's going to happen Are they going to cash in? Are they going to fail? When are they cashing in? Like, that's what makes money in the bank So, like, so important now Is is all of the All the factors that you, you don't know All the what ifs, like, well, you know not like, like th- there's eight people in the match. So that alone is going, Oh, you know, who's going to win this match. That's going to be crazy. And then if they win, you know, you have all this other stuff of, are they cashing in tonight? Are they cashing in tomorrow? Are they cashing in, you know, uh, 364 days from now? Like, like are they going to win? Or are they going to lose? Like, that's what I think puts this in, you know, top five categories. All, all the, all the what if factors. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm ready to,
0: you know, talk about, like, I'm excited about the money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other matches little bit questionable yeah and so one of the first things we'll talk about uh we talked about these pay-per-views lasting too long and not just lasting too long but having too many matches on the card yeah you, you, you compare <clears throat> it to nxt takeover where it's a three-hour show so it's what we grew up with for yeah. uh you know that's that's the length of a pay-per-view now it keeps expanding and expanding but the they even have less matches and you know i was looking back at some old cards back in like the early 2000s yeah you know 10 matches uh, given like three or four of them would be like two minute little you know squash matches yeah uh they had a, a just different style they were much more reliant on these you know just little matches to get you in between the big ones and they that that's the style of wrestling that's the way booking worked now it's a lot different but you still have NXT figuring out, well, if we're going to adapt it to the modern audience, Mm -hmm. three hour show, but five matches, let everybody get in a match, make it important. Worst case scenario, the match doesn't work. You know, you have a 20 minute match that you're like, well, that was a little lackluster, but you let them try to put on the best show that they can. And then you get to the main brand, and we have 12 matches, or they, what is even this time? Ten. It, it is 10 for a Money in the Bank where we expect what? Each Money in the Bank. Maybe the women's is only like 15 minutes, but I, at this point, you would think they would try to let them go a little bit longer. I don't remember what the one was last year, but eh, 15 to 20. Yeah, Men's is probably going to be 20, 25, 30. Really just depends, but that one can get up there and last a pretty long time. Mm-hmm. And Then you have all of these other matches on the card, I, I, how are you going to get time to make the two different women's titles matches matter? Yeah. How are you going to get, you know, you're, you're having, obviously not having the universal champion on, you know, money in the bank, but you still have to put in this AJ Styles, Nakamura feud, which we'll talk about later. Uh, I don't care what the fans say. I keep loving it more and more. (laughs) That might be the only thing I'm paying attention to, uh, week to week. Uh, you know, only one of the SmackDown tag titles, so at least they're smart enough to do that. There was no big buildup with the eaters of worlds or what? The leaders of the worlds, the, the leaders of worlds. worlds. Yeah. Uh, there's no build up with them yet. They're, they're doing fine, I guess with I whatever guess, they're doing. Yeah. Uh, they'll, I think they just don't have an opponent right now that really fits. And I guess they're just going to eat the B team, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. I, it, it'll work. Um, you let that play out a little bit longer and then, you know, like, a couple of grudge matches that three grudge matches that don't quite make sense and that's one of the things i wanted to ask you is like which one of these i, I feel like there's three matches mm-hmm. that are non-title that there's no way three of these should make the card actually in my opinion only one of these should make the card yeah uh so we'll just do that right now we got roman reigns jinder mahal yeah bobby lashley Sami Zayn, yeah and then daniel
1: bryan big cast yeah one of these matches makes the card Wh- which one is it um I, I I know the match I care the least about is Roman and Gender. That's fair. Yeah, although they've had some of the better spots, like the the story doesn't
0: make sense. Yeah, but Roman, uh, spearing Gender through a wall backstage. Uh, The way he's been beating him up and up, him into everything in the backstage. I've liked those. I just, I have no reason to care about the actual match that they will have in the ring.
1: Like, like, I mean, we all know what this is. It's just a way to get Roman Reigns out there and have, give him a match that he wins until he goes to face Brock Lesnar again.
0: And have him face somebody who is so hated that fans are put in a tough spot. Do you just keep booing both of them is Um, what the answer has been.
1: And then, uh... Daniel Bryan Big cast. I mean like 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 I, I guess If you're gonna put Any match on the card I guess that's the one To put on the card Just for Daniel Bryan's name You know To be out there Everyone's so excited To have him back So there he is In a match But it's a match We've seen already Um so, I guess if I have to go with a match to put on the card, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to bite a bullet and say Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley, because it's just, it's something I haven't seen yet, really. It's like yeah. them having a one on one competition. So, like, I, I guess that's the one I pick um, just because I haven't seen it yet, I guess.
0: I, I would but, also say that's the one I think has been getting the most hate by yeah, the internet wrestling community. I would agree. But somehow, might be getting the best response from the in-ring crowd like Sami Zayn is getting mm-hmm. epic levels of heel heat yes. which you know at different times we've seen it where it just hasn't <clears throat> happened uh, we, we've we seen it you know some nights they come in and between him and Kevin Owens they're getting traditional heel booze, and then other times the fans whether it's ironic or whether they just like the, yeah. the two guys they're cheering them and I would have thought by the end of what we based on what we saw and what we've heard from fans Bobby Lashley would have gotten no response, and then Sami Zayn would have just been cheers through most of this. Mm -hmm. That's not what's been happening. No. And, you know, maybe it was they they just turned it around after the weird Bobby Lashley's sister segment, Uh, but I think by the end of the uh, army uh, boot camp thing, one, it was hell of impressive. Uh, Bobby Lashley, like, I, I don't know how long that thing is supposed to take, Yeah, but you know, sometimes they do that. And like, I think Sami Zayn in the little promo said, normally they do it in two minutes, but I did it in a minute and a half earlier. And da, da da da. And it's like that, that's just part of them making stuff up. But usually what happens after when they've, they've created some artificial, what you think should happen. Yeah. Uh, usually they look awful doing it. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Lashley knocked the crap out of that thing. Mm-hmm. Like he just went through it. Like it was nothing. He was prepared for yeah. it. And by the time he g- pulled up that rope in 30 seconds, I was just like, I don't care what, Time normally people get through this. Yeah. That was hell of impressive. And, and yeah. then Sami Zayn perfect hit him at that right moment. Yep, got the the heat on him. And I think of all of the things, the sisters made no sense. Sami Zayn calling out his military cred. Mm-hmm. That is the perfect heel heat. That is the way to yeah. actually get that match to matter. And so by the time it was done, I, I had no expectations for in the beginning. I still think Bobby Lashley is a is a wrestler out of time. Yeah. You know, it's just like. He, he was a guy that 10 years ago was the perfect guy but couldn't cut a promo. And now we're 10 years later where Finn Balor is one of the most over people and Bobby Lashley still can't cut a promo. Yeah. So it wouldn't make sense to me that they could make that sort a of rivalry work. But you're right. That actually might be... It's not the best case scenario, mm-hmm. but of the three, that's probably the one that matters the most right yeah. now. Or at least it deserves to be there because it did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. I think the closest any... You know Daniel Bryan, big cast came close, but it was really just one promo from Daniel Bryan that they didn't show on SmackDown. Yeah. So, yeah, I think of the three, roll with Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn, uh, see what they can do. I think they might be able to have a really good match. If they,
1: I, I would think so, just because like Sami Zayn can like uh, like I don't know if I've ever seen him have a bad match. Like like he's he's always he's
0: had a couple of something, they, uh, particularly with Bobby Lashley. So far, they've had Bobby Lashley yeah. squash him. Yeah. And if they do that, that's bad. I mean, Um, it's like, let them have it. Bobby Lashley can finish it looking strong. Doesn't mm -hmm. need to be anything else. But let Sami Zayn and him
1: have a real match. Yes, absolutely. Um, Because I I, I think all the buildup for this, um, I really don't think it's done anything for Bobby Lashley. Um, I want to see what happens in the next couple weeks. Because like I said, it wasn't before. I think
0: they had nothing, nothing. And then the moment they did the military side, Mm -hmm. I think that was the moment where... And then him following it up, like I said... Super impressive yeah. going through that obstacle course. Then all of a sudden, if he can have a good match with Sami Zayn, yeah, I think everything that they wanted to do with Bobby Lashley, get him to a face that people you know, he doesn't have to be the the one people love the most, mm-hmm. but a positive reaction to him. I think one good match with Sami Zayn does that. Yeah. I didn't think that before this week on Raw.
1: I, I think that what this build up has done though, um, is it's made Sami Zayn very hateable. Yeah. Um
0: and it's so entertaining. Yeah, it's entertaining. Every,
1: to every, everything that he's done ever since turning heel. You know, all this heel stuff, but like. At no point did I dislike him because I'm I'm a heel guy. I love the heels and like all of this buildup. I'm just like, oh, what a little worm he is, you know. <laughs> like you get that and just like, oh, okay, he's doing exactly yeah. what he's supposed to be doing. It's not the typical heel work I'm into, but it's heel work that's making me hate him. So, I like, love it. you know, in, in, in a in a in a day and age where you know all heels are cool and people ch- cheer the heels, um, that's a good way to make people hate you. Is that like, that little sm- just smarmy attitude yeah. he has gets on my nerves. So yeah. that's good good for him um i do think yeah that like if they have a a, a, a an actual decent match um sammy design doesn't have to win that i don't expect him to win i just want to see a good match from the two of them um honestly I, like i really thought when they brought in bobby lashley he was going to be the next guy that was going to challenge brock lesnar um we'll get there yeah you think you think Eventually. yeah um like, m- maybe even him being in the Money in the Bank match, I was like, okay, Bobby Lashley's probably going to be in Money in the Bank, and then d- they don't even put him in there, so... Um- I feel like Bobby
0: Lashley's role isn't the next guy to face Brock. Mm-hmm. He's the guy to divert Brock once the next guy's the champion. Yeah. So, if it ends up being Roman, or if it ends up being Braun, whatever happens, mm-hmm. you need somebody to pull up, because you don't just want a rematch where they need to beat Brock twice. You want them to beat Brock once and have a diversion. Yeah. I think Bobby Lashley is the diversion. I think you pull that card out at the right time, and you let the Universal title have its run, mm-hmm. and then you don't start asking questions. Well, why didn't Brock go back for his
1: death? Yeah, and that's just a match I personally want to see. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those video game matches. you know. And it, I think it's... without
0: the Universal title on Brock, I mm-hmm. think fans won't try to torpedo it ah. from being a good match. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that's the perfect way to do it, and that's I, I don't know if that's post-SummerSlam, probably, yeah. but...
1: Who knows? Yeah.
0: I, Brock's already got like did he already break the CM
1: Punk like record or is it, is it I think I think it. either today, I think it was today or yeah. yesterday he hit the four hundred and thirty five day yeah. mark, which wins. But that's for the universal title. CM Punk held the world title. It's the longest
0: (laughs) reign of a heavyweight... That's the... Actually, here's where fans... And this goes into our bigger argument that we won't get into today. But fans want to sound smart on things and it's like, no, that's... You're being an idiot right now. It's like on a technicality and it's like no it's the heavyweight belt we know what the universal title is just because it's a new belt don't act like you're an idiot now for for what what does that do literally what does that do who does Um, that help does it help CM Punk um actually um um actually it's uh so no that's that he will break that record and then from there it's hard to know what Vince's long-term plan is you know it's Mm -hmm. like yeah. Is he just going to keep going until he feels the moment's right? And so you, Brock will be the universal champion for the next eight years as fans don't wisen up and just cheer for Roman for one match yeah. to get this fucking over with? Uh, that, that, <laughs> that, that's where we're at. But I, I would say that that might be the best case scenario for Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't matter whether Bobby Lashley uh, establishes himself as a face because then you have just have a face going against Brock. If it fails, eventually it's this heel that... Bobby Lashley turns into yeah. and that person can also face Brock uh, That that's what will happen I just don't know whether SummerSlam is the moment Brock drops it and then how do you kind of turn into that well, does Bobby Lashley get involved does Roman only win the belt because Bobby Lashley cheated to help him win and started a feud with Brock there's ways to do it I don't know and I'm not going to make predictions so that I get upset when it doesn't happen Yeah. but that, that's what I'm looking at right now uh, we're going to keep moving down the card now that we've gotten through uh, ridiculous matches uh, we'll talk about, uh, Ronda Rousey and you know, I, it, at this point, there's not much else to say other than there are a few, uh, smart marks who believed that she'd be where she is now. We didn't believe that when we looked at, and it's like, you can be unhappy with the current, uh, you know, buildup between her and Nia Jax, uh-huh. uh, but she's still getting a pop every week. Uh, the the trajectory is the thing that exactly what they wanted from Ronda Rousey, and she's continuing to get eyes on the on wrestling that would otherwise not be there. Yeah. So there's <clears throat> there's some critiques that you were like. I wish it was this way. This is the way I would like it. Uh, but it's very hard to say that they're not successful right now with what they're building up. Yeah. Uh, the question is, can she sustain it? Because mm-hmm. it's almost you know having it work so well is almost more problematic because we know she still is going to be green in the ring. Yeah. Like it, that has not changed. And as much as they came up with a foolproof plan and triple H is really good at putting people over seeing Stephanie go into an arm bar, yeah. uh, pretty easy to make that work. That doesn't mean that she has all of the skills to put on a great match. I'm not sure Nia Jax is the right person to make her look strong and make this a good match. I agree. When Rhonda still doesn't know what she's doing. I, I so,
1: completely agree.
0: Uh, now that you agree, I have nothing else to say about it. We can move on. No, uh, I, I just, I, my, my one question would be, I, obviously, you agree with me that uh, Nia Jax might not be the
1: right opponent, mm-hmm. but is it even smart to give Ronda the belt right now? I think what's going to happen with this, um, I think the reason that Ronda is even having a match with Nia. Is because the only other spot to fit her in on that card is to put her in that money in the bank match. And that's not a match that she's even remotely ready for. So the other conclusion is okay, put her in the title match with Naya. Um, I don't think Ronda walks away with the title. I'd have to look at the card to, um, like to see what order the matches are in to absolutely get my prediction right that, that's in my head. Um, I see uh, almost the same thing happening. Either it's going to be some sort of DQ where someone comes out and attacks Rhonda or Naya and you know, just disqualifies her and Naya retains, or but if the women's money in the bank match is before this match, I think whoever wins that women's Money in the Bank match cashes in after this, because um, it makes sense. It, it 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 gets the belt off Nia. Um, she hasn't really been as. I think she's fine. She's just not maybe champ. Like like like, if you're the women's champion, then that means you're like you you. you you're the top like you're you're at the top of the pile and i don't think Nia Jax especially with this character she's doing right now is top of the pile um i is really do, like Ronda Rousey gets up there just on name value alone but she's not going to represent that title well at all at the moment she's kind of like uh just like a hey come spend money to see this person i don't think she's <clears throat> good enough or maybe will ever be good enough to be a champion right now um, so I assume it's going to be a DQ finish or the, the, the women's money the bank gets cashed in during that match. That's my prediction to have for the whole match to happen. Cause it would make sense to have Ronda just wear Nia Jax down the whole time. Somehow Nia Jax gets over because of who knows some sort of DQ fucked up finish of some type. And then that person cashes in and wins. Um, be a good way for Alexa Bliss to get a lot of heat back from that. Um, Because I just like after looking at that women's match, I don't know who else would win it. But that's my prediction: either DQ finish or the women's Money in the Bank gets cashed in during that match. Um, It it seems to be the only like those seem to be the only reasons to even have this match on the card. I, I in in my humble opinion.
0: Yeah, I could. I I think. Definitely could see the DQ happening. I don't know about pulling the trigger on the the Money in the Bank that quickly, because then what do you do from there? And then that doesn't necessarily get Ronda out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I it's probably gonna have to do with Natalia. Uh, that's the only thing that I can imagine. Oh, yeah, they where, have been going. We're friends. The only thing I can imagine is her turning on her at that moment for Naya to keep the belt, but then also get Ronda focused on somebody else. And then yeah. that's how Nia goes on to face whoever else, you know, but
1: and it, it makes it would make sense for Natalia to turn on her and then, you know, have this whole, you know, like putting Ronda in, in the ring with probably at this point, you know, the woman that has probably more in ring uh, has been in the ring more than I think any of the other women wrestlers have been. I think Natalia is probably the one that's been there longest at this point. Um so it would make sense to put her in with, you know, a vet like Natalia, but Natalia just sucks, man. <laughs> like, like, like she is like so cringeworthy in almost everything. She comes off so fake in every promo that she's ever cut with and me. And she hasn't
0: used it to her advantage. Like there's a fake that you can be your character. Yeah. But they haven't used that. It's like, she's not aware of it or nobody's willing to tell her how bad she sounds. I don't know yeah. what it is, Uh, but they haven't used it to their advantage. And yeah. her character has just floated through a bad face and a bad heel yeah. for off and on for too long. And then in the worst part is in the ring. She's a really solid worker, but lately her matches have been fairly boring. So yeah. it's like you can't be that awful on the mic and you know put in. It's like oh each match is uh you know it's a two and a half star and it just. Right yeah. there at that line, yeah, it doesn't go up or down, it doesn't get any better. She, well, I, I couldn't name the last really good women's match she's been a part of, you know, like I couldn't yeah. off the top of my head tell you. Uh, so no, yeah, it's, like it's you would assume spot.
1: that that little feud she had with Charlotte would be good because you're like, oh, you know, it's like Ric Flair and Bret Hart, you know, yeah. that, that that that's what they want they you didn't, to think they it didn't is. Play it very well, no, <laughs> no, they don't. I just N- Natalia just. She just doesn't have it. Like, like sorry. Like, I, I know everyone loves her and thinks she's nice, and they watch Total Divas, and she's such a sweetheart, but...
0: She's really not. She's really good. I mean... She, she
1: sucks, so... She's
0: just... She's decently entertained. She has enough drama in her life, yeah. I think, is what makes her uh, work on Total Divas. But even then, I don't think it's like a nice thing that like, you don't end it and be like, I think I really like Natalia.
1: I'm just glad she's finally stopped. Every single promo has to do my uncle Brett, like like that man. That that got she old can go years ago. Go back to the ago. cat promo. Ugh, ugh, <laughs> ugh. She's just like she's she's awful.
0: I love how we started this. We wanted to talk about Ronda. You've had much more passion talking about how much you hate Natalia. Uh, yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, other things that people hate. Uh, we'll move on to Constable Corbin. This is a fun one. The big bald wolf because he got a. You said he needed to do this. Yeah, Wade. Uh, I,
1: did you think it worked? Yeah. Oh, did it? I, like, I, as far as like where Baron Corbin was at and, and, and where he is right now, um, I think it totally fits. Like, if, if you're gonna take this this person who was doing this lone wolf character that, I mean, he, well, well, was hitting for a little bit but was starting to get really stale really quick, and then to last week, and, 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 what he named himself or I'm the constable, you know? I
0: don't. Th- th- right. That's the thing. It was cut off the Hulu version of this.
1: I don't even know what happened.
0: Uh, But apparently it's from Stephanie. I don't know Uh if Stephanie named him, but he's there to help. It's basically an authority angle. Mm -hmm. And I think it's perfect because... We don't actually need the authority we don't no. need Stephanie running around but to have the arm of the authority and to have it mm-hmm. to be Baron Corbin is actually the the best Baron Corbin's cut of promos being Yes the, it has like the bullshit uh, authority figure he had a confidence about it yes. that
1: hasn't been there it is it's it's, it's given him something to do and and like, like and putting him in you know almost all the storylines because as like the authorities kind of like goes over everything like, like he's now you know part of Raw you know the Raw storyline not just a wrestling storyline but a whole show storyline you know and they changed his look and put him in the nice little you know suit and vest and everything and yeah like all of that with the haircut totally works it's 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 a, it's a whole new. Um, gimmick for him that he can still be an a hole, like he can still be this. I'm, you know, by myself doing blah 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 blah. But now he's working for the authority. You know, he's he's the right hand of you know of the law right now. You know, and and I think that's a really good place for him. I
0: also love that it wasn't the sheriff; it
1: had to be the constable. The was constable. Like, is they were just like,
0: they were just googling like they they looked up as like sheriff thesaurus. Yeah, and they clicked on like. Uh, no, that one doesn't work. Ooh,
1: constable. Yes. And I'm like, it's so annoying. It's perfect. Yeah. Him calling... like, like, like di- 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 I'm not even going to say him. We'll just get right <laughs> in. WWE deciding he's going to be a constable and then everyone moaning and groaning about his haircut. Like... Th- People need to realize he was probably one step away from actually coming in with a stupid bobby hat and, and swinging around, <laughs> and, uh, uh, swinging around a nightstick because that's the way WWE yeah. works. Is he's a constable? We'll dress him like a constable. We, then we still have some weeks ahead of us. <laughs> this, this is a
0: two-week-old gimmick right now. We yeah. have
1: time, Wade. Instead, you got him in a you know a vest and in a, a, a new haircut and like. It does so much for him. Like, like I, I actually watched the if he had a better beard, it would have worked better. Like, this problem is he still
0: has the it's that terrible chin strap that somebody like me can only grow. And it's like I'm smart enough to shave it. That's the only if he had a little bit more on the beard,
1: then the bald head would have worked a little bit better. It's just I don't. It's it's way better than what what it it was. It it is what it's a thousand times better, and it gives him a different look, especially with this new role he's in. Um, and like I watched the WWE video of them cutting his hair and at the very end of it He's like good now those people on Twitter got something less to complain about and I'm just like yeah because well it looked it looked rough man It was also
0: great and I think this gets I'm gonna use it to turn around on the fans because I'm gonna do it <laughs> So he started that video and he said do we need to like grab it to pick it up to donate it and then The fans are still gonna complain because they whine about everything. And you gotta do both. Like he's actually being a good guy right now and you're still mad at him. You know why? Because you are the sad little person (laughs) that needs to stop worried about wrestling all the time.
1: Oh, just think of the poor soul that gets stuck with a Baron Corbin (laughs) wig. (laughs) <laughs> it's the worst wig I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: Man. All right. So <laughs> I also think it was a good idea for Baron Corbin. They didn't put him in a match. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked about this with those other matches being on there where it's it's a little bit too much. No reason to shoehorn him yeah. in. This is a better place for him He's to be right now.
1: a corporate Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> Kane's running for mayor, so we need a new bald headed weirdo to put on a suit for us. So we got corporate Corbin now. But I like
0: telling I'm you, this is going to come full circle and get to my idea where Baron Corbin becomes new Kane with the mask on. <laughs> it's going to happen, man. It's fine. Actually, that would be a decent match. I don't think they could pull it off. I think people would figure it out too quickly. Yeah. But like a fake Kane that's attacking Kane for a while. Yeah. Terrible match. Nobody wants to see anymore because Kane's old. But you get well, to the end of it, it, the mask gets ripped off, and it's Baron Corbin. They've kind of done that already. No, but that the, my <laughs> they redo everything. I'm What's old that, is new again. I'm damn saying it. Baron Corbin is the perfect guy to be the fake Kane who gets the mask ripped off. Like he's the guy. He's he, if they could find a mask gimmick that you wouldn't immediately just be like, "Why are well, you ripping off Kane right now?" Yeah, that's what Baron Corbin probably needed. But Constable Corbin might just be the next best yeah. thing. Uh, we'll move on down the card. We talked about it earlier, but not didn't get too much into it. Uh, we're going to talk about Daniel Bryan and his rightful throne atop the WWE. Uh, we, we, we had discussed this previously, and I, I remember when you said it, and I fought you on it, and then you got a little bit uh, irritated because I kept fighting you on it for a little too long. <laughs> but we talked about Daniel Bryan's mic skills, mm-hmm. and after you would said it, after you told me he, can, he can't cut a promo, and you know the only one that worked was the, the retirement one, and mm-hmm. I tried to fight it, but then as we watched the weeks after that, Daniel Bryan was just cutting awful promos since he came back. But then he cut one, obviously, not on SmackDown because I don't know why WWE makes these decisions. They show us all these backstage promos, yeah. but then they don't show the ones that are actually good. Dolph Ziggler cut, like, four uh, a while back. I forget whatever the pay-per-view was. The yeah. Fastlane where they had, yes. like, a six-man match. He cut great promos. Nobody saw it. Never went on the WWE Network. So, whatever. Whatever. Did the same thing with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan cuts this great promo about why he can take down Big Cass and you can't teach seven foot, but you also can't teach how to be the type of in-ring performer. At least Big Cass isn't willing to learn how to be that performer. Yeah. And he's going to use his actual wrestling skills to break Big Cass's leg. And other than the weird, uh, what chin bone to the dome, to I don't even know what he ends up saying. <laughs> it's not clever because it doesn't make sense. But whatever. You can ignore that because the rest of the promo was straight fire. Uh, that makes me wonder. It's like, is that worth it? Is having a guy like that where the fans are going to pretend he is royalty and we have to wait for one promo that doesn't even make it onto the show and the rest of it we get some weird... didn't. I mean, Dana O'Brien might be perfect for the PG era. So maybe I'm just overthinking it a little bit too much, but everything comes across corny as shit. Yeah. And I, I I just, but is it worth it? Is it worth that one moment to set up a match? Is it worth him coming in and just talk, just knocking out, you know, a minute of perfect promo? Does that make up for the rest of the time that they're just meandering for an extra, I'd say a month. It was a month and two weeks. Cause that's how long it's been since the last pay-per-view. Uh, I, I the only question I have is it worth it,
1: um, like you like, I want to say yeah it's worth it because every now and again, like like and I can't deny it every now and again Daniel Bryan he 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 man he, he captures some of that fire like he he he's got the magic for a little bit and then the next time you see him it's gone it's just he's it's, it's almost like memento. Is he He went to sleep and he woke up and forgot how to do it again you know <laughs> um but every now and again you know daniel bryan will hit it out of the park and like at, at this point especially with that promo being cut off of the uh, off of uh d- um whatever the hell it was um like it, it's, it's almost as if like d- wwe definitely does like kind of like sweep him under the carpet a little bit um and like they can't do it too much because the crowd is so into him that if they did it completely it'd be too noticeable um but just like little things that like it it, it almost is like wwe kind of like is a sh- he's like the stepchild you know that they're a little bit ashamed of of this guy who um if you look at every other person that's ever been big in WWE, Daniel Bryan doesn't look anything like any of them. He, like he gets a lot of comparisons with, you know, oh well, Shawn Michaels w- w- was a you know, little guy, but it's not, not about. The same thing. It, it, no, it's not the same thing. It's not about being little. It's you know, Shawn Michaels. Look. Shawn Michaels, yeah, had a different look and a lot more charisma than Daniel Bryan's ever shown.
0: It's also just uh, <clears throat> what does it sound like when a bad promo comes out? Like Daniel Bryan sounds like he's still on tough enough. When he puts his bad promo in, you yeah. see it, the guy walk around. Doesn't look like a traditional wrestler. When he talks, he just sounds like any guy who had the dream and is never going to be good enough. Yeah. And like you said, there's a, that one moment where it's like, oh, he's got it. But all those other moments when you don't see that, mm-hmm. like he really is. Like if somebody tuned in right then, they would not want to watch wrestling. Yeah. Uh, if they didn't know that you're supposed to like Daniel Bryan, they wouldn't like Daniel Bryan. Shawn Michaels if he's doing a bad promo, he had the voice, you know, and this is one of the reasons I make the same argument when people compare Seth Rollins to Shawn Michaels, it's like as good as Seth Rollins is in the ring when, when he's trying to talk on the mic, that shrill ass voice, that's the number Mm -hmm. one thing that's, Made it take this long for him to get over as much as he's done in a recent memory is that shrill voice is a lot. Of Shawn Michaels just has this natural deep voice that, yeah. when you hear him talking, he sounds like a badass, even if he's the smallest guy in the yeah. ring at the time. So that's part of it. And Daniel Bryan doesn't sound like that except for those few moments when he just gets that passion mm-hmm. and he is trying to be the stepchild. That's kind of, I can't be mad at WWE mm-hmm. for pushing him aside because. That's the character. Yeah. And that adds to when those promos are on fire, he's still talking from that point of view that you might be, you know, he talks to big Cast, you might be the prototypical guy, uh, you know, w- saying it without saying it. You might be the ty- Vince type of guy, but guess what? I'm the type of guy that actually knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and I'm going to break your leg. Yeah. And when he puts that passion in, half of it being, I'm going to kick your ass and half of it being, I'm a regular guy who has a dream. It becomes a great promo, it just, you would get bored of it if he did it every week, I yeah. assume. So part of it is it does need to be spaced out. And part of it is, you. if you look too close, you should think WWE is sweeping him aside or the character doesn't work. And that's one of the things that I think, we we talk about it, but then somehow we lose track. And it's like, when we watch Dan O'Brien, we should be looking at it as it's the long view. Like, he's going to be a champion again might not be for a very long time. And we talked about this. Mm -hmm. Vince wouldn't necessarily want that. And you can't trust it. You couldn't trust it before the retirement. He especially can't do it now where you're not sure what he's capable of or what might end up happening, whether there'll be worse damage to his brain. You have to be careful. And I still think the end goal is to make him a champion. The question is, when is it? And how do you build up that story? And I think each little piece, every little thing that seems like he's going to have to take the long road It's gonna make it that much better when he finally cuts that final promo, the time before he goes in the ring and whoever's the champion, he beats them to take it back and show that the little man can overcome. He can overcome WWE, sweeping them aside and giving everybody else the opportunities. Hopefully, the person that they give the opportunities the man who's the champion. I hope it's Roman Reigns. It's the the perfect moment. I will love it. I love Roman winning it. I will love Roman having the belt and being booed, even though he's acting as a face. And I'll love the moment Daniel Bryan gets to be the guy that says. You got all the opportunities and WWE picked you, but I'm better than you. Just imagine what he said to Big Cass, and that was to a guy that the rivalry doesn't make much sense and they haven't put much time into it. Imagine a year from now, a year and a half from now, it's Roman Reigns and he's saying that same promo mm-hmm. to And imagine the fire he's going to bring when he's actually, because that's going to be real. That's not just going to be something they've written for him, they, they put on a piece of paper. He's going to be amped up about the fact that they've always picked Roman. It's going to be just like when they always picked John Cena, and he's going to be upset. And that match is going to be lit. I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah. Um. Like, and I, I just hope like if 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 and when that happens, it like will happen. Wayne. Like it will happen. Like, I have faith
0: in very few
1: things. I just hope he's in aggressive Daniel Bryan mode because when D- Daniel Bryan is talking about kicking some ass, like that's a guy I like to see. Like that. Like 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 you said, when he was just like, I'm gonna break your leg. Like that's a guy that I'm interested in. What he has to say. I'm interested in his matches. Um, but when he comes out there and gives his big goofy grin and like, like I, I'm out of it so quick. Cause I mean like, like at the end of the day, I'm watching a show about people fighting each other. So I want that aggressive person. And, and like, I, I, I like one of the best things I've ever saw Daniel Bryan do was when he like first showed up. And, and like, I think his like, his little catchphrase was like, uh, like either you tap or it snaps, you know, like, like it was something very similar. He like, a lot. Yeah, um, and, the Dr. And, Seuss wrestler, and and, and and but I dug it. Like, you, <laughs> you, like you're gonna tap out to whatever this move is, or I'm gonna break your leg, or I'm gonna break your arm. You know, I'm like, am y- y- I'm, I'm gonna win, or you're going to be injured at the end of this. And like that was a cool little promo from a little guy that used a bunch of submission moves. It's just like I said, it's only here and again. It, it's not every time. It's not even close to being half the time. But every now and again, man, he he captures the fire and, and and gets some of that magic that can like draw me in. It's just most of the time it's it's not there. And and I, f- I feel like a lot of like especially like the mid shows, like in between pay per views, like okay, like we did the opening Raw, now we got three weeks until this one. That second and third um, Smackdowns, it's like he's kind of dials it in a little bit. He just I'm gonna come out here and cut a very generic promo and. Throw a couple yes hands in the air, and that's going to be it. Because that's all I have to do, because I'm Daniel Bryan. And it's been like that for a long, long time. Uh, Probably five, six years at this point, that's been his game. And, um, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. People just get so behind him, and I don't understand it. Um, But... Every now and again, I get it, and like I just, I just, he's definitely changing his in-ring style that I've watched lately. I watched that triple threat between him and Cass and Samoa Joe, and he's definitely not doing. A bunch of the moves that definitely put him in the situation he's in now but he's making it work and it seems like the new game plan is just like i can't do a lot of stuff that's gonna get me hit in the head so just chop the shit out of me and that's what everyone's been doing like you watch his chest at the end of every match and it's just almost bruised the purple almost at the end of every single match he's done since the greatest royal rumble and uh it, it makes him look like he can take a lot of uh, a lot of punishment um and he essentially is taking a lot of punishment. Yeah. So um that kind of gives you that little badass character that could definitely like give him that extra edge and give him enough boost where WWE believes in him again.
0: Yeah, I I think uh, right now fans have you know they they always want to be negative and be like oh it's not working. I think honestly, you know, Big Cass cut it wasn't the great promo but it was it was what he needed uh doing yeah. the uh, what the uh, not tall enough for the ride uh, whatever uh, once again not great but you know what I think th- th- honestly when you think of the idea behind the promo about the amusement ride that sounds terrible and it should have bombed and instead big cast was confident and he got through the whole thing in a way that it's like okay if he has better material and he delivers in the same way I could see that being a really good big cast promo so once again, I'm trying to be as positive as possible. Maybe yeah. I'm being too positive, and that's not really what's happening. Maybe he is just putting in bad performances, and he's not a good enough wrestler to make up for it. We'll see when he has that yeah. match with Daniel Bryan. Uh,
1: I, I I hate the new direction Big Cass is in. Um, I like I wasn't a big fan of him when he was with Enzo Amore because I'm like, well, it's obvious this guy can't talk, so they put him in there. But he looks good, and he is seven feet tall, so you know that's that's a cool person to have in the ring. Um i actually like believed in big Cass's character when he turned heel on enzo like he was doing really good and and, and looking like this aggressive seven foot monster that 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 you know i was like okay that i guess he's gonna be the star at the end of this you know um and then but ever since he's come back from injury like i i the facial expressions he makes drive me crazy like they just don't fit with someone that's in the position he's in like he just makes these big bug-eyed things and, and 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 like it's it's so the the opposite of a character that's that looks like him um i honestly don't expect like this time next year i don't think big cass will be around <laughs> i really don't i think and if, and if he is around he's going to be the big guy that goes out there and just loses to the little guy
0: and he'll there's also just giving it a shot and then switching it up and just telling him you have to you yeah know, you have to fix this. Uh, desperation can cause people to make a you know immaculate leaps forward. So who knows what happens when this gets to the end of the tunnel if it really is that bad. I I mean I think honestly if he was better at it I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Like, you have a classical idea of being a seven foot big man. Yeah. You should act in a certain way and I don't necessarily believe that has to be the case. But what you're doing has to be good, and it's not there. And, it's definitely not. And I think the I think I'm more upset with the ring work than I am with the promo work and uh-huh. the buggy eyes and whatever. If he would have made it work in the ring, where it's like, okay, I'm making fun of you on the outside, and I'm doing these voices and these impressions and all this stuff, but then in the ring, I'm a monster. I'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. But he's not doing that. He's not a good enough worker to do anything else in the ring. Mm-hmm. So it's very limited. And until he gets it's it's you know, the same problems I was having with Baron Corbin, you know, a year ago. Yeah. Which was that you need to look aggressive and for whatever reason Big Cass has had a hard time pulling that off in the mm-hmm. ring. If he does that, everything outside of it is it's it's a workshop. Yeah. You know, figure out the character, keep working on it. And he has he has just enough comedic timing that if he didn't... It's like each line that he delivers well, there's two more that he fucks up. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't mess up those other two lines, I think his character could possibly work. He's just not... like Every time I think he's made a step forward, it's two steps back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's... I. And at the end, you might be right. That character that he creates might still just not matter. might not be good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to see. But talking about Daniel Bryan... Other side of the coin, obviously, is always Roman Reigns, and we already talked about it. We talked about how the Jinder Mahal match didn't really matter, but very important to look at this because facing Jinder Mahal is a clear move down the mid card, Mm -hmm. which is what the fans have said they wanted. So this puts them in a very tough spot because they don't even know what to do when he's on top and how do we tell Vince we don't want him to be in a main event match. They haven't figured it out up until Backlash when they walked out. Now that he's been moved to the midcard, how should Roman hating smart fans react to to this? What should they think of it, and what should there be the reaction to tell Vince how they feel about it?
1: I mean, um, I don't know if they should react in any certain way, because this is just a holding spot until Brock Lesnar comes back, and he has another universal title match against Brock Lesnar. Um, people can say that, oh, they're finally putting him where he belongs, and like maybe for this pay-per-view, but on Monday he's going to be back up on top. Um, so all it is, is 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 a holding place, and in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in gender is just a person they can put in there with Ro- Roman. That's probably not going to get a biggest reaction as Roman is, whether it's booze or cheers or whatever it is. Roman's going to get a much louder reaction than him. And I, th- I think people will be fine with Roman beating Jinder. It- it's a person that he can spear into the next week and everyone's going to be like, yeah, that's probably what should have happened during that. Um, so, uh, yeah, don't get too excited. People that think Roman Reigns is going to be out of the main event picture because uh, I'm guessing, I- I- I'm not even guessing. I am 100% predicting Monday he's going to be back on top.
0: That's fair. Uh, the one thing I would say, though, is one pay-per-view ago, is was Backlash. Mm-hmm. He's facing Samoa Joe, yep. not for a belt. With the <clears throat> WWE title on the line on the night. And that was the main event, and the WWE Championship came before it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, n- I assume no chance, although <laughs> Vince-, Vince likes to push it. Uh, I assume that... AJ Styles knock more will either be the main event. I would hope so. Uh, It's got particularly with the Money in the Bank. You need the championship to be Mm -hmm. on at the end. I mean, I guess in this case we don't know because if a RAW person wins, they have now stated that you can opt for the belt on your brand only. Oh, really? They've said out loud like they said not like they're saying you can't go for the other belt, but they've said. Uh, opportunity at the belt on your respective brand or whatever uh, their terminology is, which is yeah. ridiculous. But that might change it if a Raw person wins, you don't really need the SmackDown belt on the end. True. Uh, but there's no way it's Roman Reigns' gender at the end.
1: Like, right? <laughs>
0: I would, I would
1: hope not. Um, like I I, I I really hope it's AJ Nakamura at the end and we can finally get like some closure on that match so it, it like if it is Roman gender at the very like if Roman and gender is the main event I hope they both get booed out of the building <laughs> because that's ridiculous like after seeing the ending to uh the, the uh, Nakamura styles at Backlash I understand why why uh, Joe and uh, Roman went on last But they can't do that two pay-per-views in a row Especially because, I mean, like Jinder's not Samoa Joe Like, he does not hold the main event quality that Samoa Joe has at all I mean, Samoa Joe's actually had a match in the, for the Universal title at this point in his career He didn't win, but he had that match Um... I, I I just forgot that Jinder was champion for like six months, <laughs> it was, but it was on the B the B show. Yeah, but oh how the mighty have fallen!
0: <laughs> I guess calling it the B show, I forgot we we might maybe get through this and talk really quick about the the deal with Fox for SmackDown. But uh, ching, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, we we're talking about AJ Styles Nakamura, obviously WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. We assume is going on last. Uh, God help us. I hope and, so. Yeah. Uh, the last manhood standing match where, <laughs> you know, whoever can get hit in the balls and still get back up. Yeah. It is interesting. I will say this. I, I defended this, and I still love the rivalry. Uh, I'm still excited for uh, where it can go and mm-hmm. what this match can do. Uh, if, you, if you're going to nitpick, yeah, it doesn't make sense that they're having a the last <laughs> man standing match when the first match on Backlash was them both getting a 10 count for kicking each other in you know the groin. yeah uh doesn't make much sense like we we already saw an outcome where there wasn't a precise winner because of a 10 count so uh yeah that's a little weird but i i've loved Nakamura's building it up and just every chance getting somebody knocked to the ground counting to 10 finding a way to get him to be aggressive to <clears throat> be exciting mm mm-hmm. And not have to worry that he can't speak English very well. Yeah. Like, they've worked their way around it better than I ever imagined they could. Uh, You know, you get to... Even the the segment signing uh, the contract in the back... Yeah. Having it just very... You know for a little bit it's like he's almost getting too annoying where it's like this is not the type of attitude. I Sami Zayn talked about this a while back where he was like trying to figure out where the line was cuz he still wants to be strong enough that Vince could see you as a champion but still meet that criteria of annoying that you're meet, you know you're pulling off that heel dynamic and Shinsuke figured out how to get up to that line or at least they're writing him well enough to get up to that line and ending it with AJ just slapping him across the face and then Shinsuke being all cool about it pulls the extra pin out of his pocket. Like these stupid things that shouldn't work yeah. but they were delivered well and they build into the character and they make me excited for the match. Uh, I Last Man Standing, as long as you're going in and forget the fact that they've already been counted both down for a 10, that's a match that Usually, it's pretty fun to watch when they do it right, and when you have two guys like this that are brutal, I can imagine them beating the hell out of each other to, to the point that this is an extremely entertaining match mm-hmm. and the perfect, you know, ending to this type of pay per view. And it's the perfect thing to have for a Money in the Bank potential cash in. Yeah, you know that type of match is the perfect thing to put the champion into a vulnerable spot. Where you're sitting there wondering, is this the moment where the person who won is going to run down with the briefcase? Like I said, could have ruined that by having a raw person win and that rule that they didn't need to put in. Um, But that, that seems like a great match to have on this card. And... I don't care what anybody says. Uh I've loved this AJ Styles Nakamura feud. Uh you don't need for there to be a decisive winner in the first few matches. This one needs to be decisive. I agree. And it probably needs to be Nakamura, at least that's the way I look at it.
1: Um Yeah, like I really don't care who wins. Like like um I don't know if Nakamura would be champion for very long. That seems like something that would be very good in the moment for the fans, but within one month, maybe two months, it would be done with already. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, like, I really do hope there is closure to this, like, at the end of this match. That's what I'm hoping for. Like, I, I, I feel like almost like any feud nowadays that goes longer than three pay-per-views in a row is almost too much. Like, they could even set out the next pay-per-view and then get back into it later. Like, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, in a row. Uh, uh, if you put like all the nut hits to the side, I I, I do think the build up for this has been really awesome. You don't I don't like the the nut shots. It's okay, but it it takes like 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 the repeated nut shots is too much to me. Like, like I got it a couple times, and then it's just like you know the more it happens, the less it the less cool it is. Um, but what I really 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 did like was Carl Anderson taking that knee instead of AJ. That was so cool. That's something that you don't see a whole lot in storylines anymore because there aren't a whole lot of factions anymore, you know, yeah. or or teams or, or people that get along. You know, it's almost like everyone nowadays is a lone wolf. You know, like that's part of why it wasn't working for Baron Corbin. When, when everyone's on their own, you know, you can't be the guy that's on his own. So that was like a really, really cool little moment that I liked. And I think they, like, I think they honestly should have done more with it. But um, it was, you know, it was cool when it happened. I really liked it. Um, Because especially like it put the good brothers, you know, almost in a major storyline for a little bit. They're going for the tag titles, they are going for the tag titles. I don't know
0: how that works out with the way they've built up the bludgeon brothers, but we'll see. I don't think it works out for the good brothers, (laughs) (laughs) but
1: Uh, uh, it's yeah, it's still cool. Love see Luke Harper's tweet out though that said, Are you bringing your your hot Asian wife? Oh my goodness. Luke Harper's actually um, ever since WWE did that little uh, like special on him uh, for their .com, uh, he's he's been showing a little bit. He's a bit. good social media
0: personality, he is. despite the fact that his character, like in kayfabe, uh, Luke Harper's character should not tweet yeah uh but somehow he's really really good at social media and and
1: for for i've i've followed luke harper on twitter for years and all he ever says is it's monday like 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 like, and then the next day he goes it's tuesday you know what that means it's wednesday you know what that means just every single day and now he's actually starting to like uh especially with carl anderson shoot a couple um tweets that way that are uh pretty funny pretty entertaining um yeah, I, th- I think I, after all at the end of this, I think, you know, if anything, Luke, Luke Harper might be turning into just a bigger star by the time the the Bludgeon Brothers thing over with. Luke Harper might have a pretty good place in WWE if he keeps this up. Never. um i i know I've been enjoying it every interview I hear with him like i am absolutely enthralled with it because he doesn't talk really you don't yeah. really get to know any of his personality um so anything that where, where he does a legit interview i i' am on board because I, I i just find him fascinating everything about him is 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 uh i i like it a lot he's really
0: really like down to earth and like i hate when people just say down to earth all yeah. the time as a way to say that we like when they mm-hmm. you' know, hearing them talk but like Luke Harper is one of those guys. He just seems so calm about everything. And sometimes you get those guys, they're calm, but they're not interesting. Mm -hmm. And somehow he's just casually rattling off really great stories. You know, the story of him... Making it to the WWE, so good, you know, and I just love the idea of him being like a like what like a librarian or a librarian yeah, assistant. Yeah, yeah, he worked he at just, a library, yeah, and he's just sitting there with that giant beard and just six like six foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine trying to go in there and get a book and be like, I'm never coming back. to Yeah, no, again. Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, but yeah, no, he's very entertaining, and you know, this the B- Legend Brothers thing has worked, other than the fact that it stopped a competitive tag division. Mm -hmm. I think otherwise the buildup of making them monsters that all worked. The problem was it came at the expense of what was an extremely dynamic tag division Mm -hmm. that now on both shows, we're just kind of like, we went from every pay-per-view saying tag team match is going to steal it to Hopefully, we can get back to where they matter again. Yes.
1: Like, like at this point, SmackDown's got all the good tag teams, which it wasn't that case a year ago. I mean, they got the New Day, which, you know, probably the biggest tag team that, you know, in the last couple years... Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus killing it. The Good Brothers, I think, are great. Now they got Harper and Rowan and the Usos. Like, yeah. eh, like in like any uh, tag team worth watching is pretty much on SmackDown now. Getting and- crushed by the Bludgeon Brothers. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> who, just- who haven't lost since yeah. the November, yeah. I think. Yeah.
0: So that's the weird thing. And then on Raw, they really have nothing. Like, it's going to be the Deleter of Worlds versus yeah. the B team, which, it works, but like I said, you know... I, just kind of is going to be underway. It's a fun little trick to do, you know, having the B team rename themselves, go on a winning streak. Might have been the most entertaining thing on Raw over the course of the last month, somehow. Somehow, and, yeah. Uh, but it's also, I don't care for that pay-per-view match. Mm-hmm. It's probably the best weekly television, not a good build up to a pay-per-view. And then on SmackDown, where we would wait for Usos versus New Day, whoever they'd end up facing, would mm-hmm. be a great match each time. I don't know whether the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Good Brothers is going to be a good match. Yeah, yeah, uh, I don't
1: know if it'll be good. Like, I don't even know if they want it to be good. They yeah. just
0: want the Bludgeon Brothers to keep destroying. I, I don't know what the plan is. So that's, you know, it kind of sucks that those were going to be great matches you could always look forward to, rely on. Now, can't really do that. Uh, but now we'll talk about the matches that matter because they're the ones that the pay-per-view is named after. them. hmm Money in the bank. We'll start with the women's. We will talk about pretty much the same things for each one. I was got in the notes It says talk about the buildup to these matches, but I think we already agreed. The buildups were very lackluster, inconsistent, incoherent. Yeah. Uh, those are all the things we described it, uh, but it doesn't matter. It's a money in the bank, so it's exciting going in. It's always exciting because it's exciting who wins and that they get a contract to go for the belt, which means it matters the victor in the match matters and you can't say that about every match Mm -hmm. uh so we'll we'll just start with uh you know i what's been the most intriguing subplot Eh, whatever i'm just gonna go the most intriguing victor who do you think is the most intriguing person to win the women's money in the bank
1: um i i think it honestly comes down between uh two people um and we kind of touched on this earlier when i was talking about naya and uh ronda rousey's match that uh If if, if the Women's Money in the Bank match takes place before that, I think uh, Alexa Bliss wins and then cashes in during that match and then just goes back to now she's champ again. Um, If that's not the case, um, I'd really like to see Becky Lynch win. Um, I think out of all of these people on this whole list, um, she's probably uh, the most talented one that hasn't got a shot at that title yet. I mean, when she first came in the picture, it was Charlotte, Sasha, Becky. Charlotte, Sasha, Becky, and then I think Becky was the first person to get moved over to SmackDown, and she was there before Charlotte. Becky and, was
0: the first SmackDown Women's Champion, and then man,
1: I totally yeah. forgot she was champion already.
0: She so. was the first champion, and then she ended up losing the belt to Alexa in a tables match, and then has never yeah. gotten another. Like whenever she lost her second match to to. Beck or to uh, Alexa uh-huh. because of Mickey James interfering eventually uh she just never got another title match. She has just been on the outside looking in mm-hmm. and yeah no I, I agree with you. I think it doesn't have to be Becky, but then mm-hmm. it would have to be Charlotte. Yeah. And I think the build up to Charlotte and Becky is probably one of the most interesting things uh you know, having Becky, she's beat her twice using the disarmor. uh once this last week and I think at some point I think Becky shouldn't win the belt from anybody but Charlotte. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, is it, should Becky get the money in the bank and then Charlotte wins the belt and Becky cashes it in? Like, is that down the road? Is that the, you know, eventual where you get there? Or is it Charlotte wins the money in the bank uh-huh. and she cashes in and eventually Becky gets a face her and then she beats her. But I think that's, I really don't think, like, I've been saying for a while that Becky should win the belt and she needs to get an opportunity, see what she does. But I think at this point the best case scenario is it shouldn't happen until she takes it from Charlotte. It should be that she, you know, she has Charlotte's number. She doesn't always beat everybody else. Mm-hmm. Everybody else finds a way around her. But every time it comes down to it, Becky takes out Charlotte. Play it back to you know to being the four horsewomen of the NXT, and Becky can't beat anybody else. But that's the one she can take out Charlotte. Yeah. And the the subplot there I think is great, and it's great because I think one of them has to turn heel. I think right now, and we watch this going into the the 10-woman the tag match right there on SmackDown yeah. uh, on the Go Home Show. You just get you 10 women in that ring, and I don't know. You're throwing Lana on the face side, but it doesn't really make <laughs> sense. But, like, you just had all these faces who could wrestle, my, you know, plus Lana, and then you had the heels. It's Sonya Deville might be the best heel wrestler right now. Uh, and then in second, yeah. it's like Peyton Royce. I. I, that's where we're at that that's you know like I, I have a tough time figuring it out and going down and you know it, it's splitting hairs there but it, it's probably Sonya Deville and then Peyton Royce uh a distant second you know and that's not good it's not good to have such an elite women's division there's a lot of talent there yeah but to have all of the faces be Charlotte Asuka Becky Lynch like Naomi and then facing off with who you know, who, yeah. uh, I, I'll give some credit to the Iconics. They're doing a decent job with the promo work. Uh, it's just the right level of annoying. Yeah. And if it could bleed into a good match, it'd be worth it. It'd be worth their stupid stand-up gimmick making these jokes and these purposely <laughs> bad impressions. Uh, it would be worth it if the match was good on the other end. Yeah. But it really hasn't been. I think Peyton Royce is fine. Billy Kay, not really that close. And then carmella's the champion heel and she's gotten so much better but it's still not there yeah you know we're a long way away from her being a good in-ring worker um i think becky lynch charlotte that's the spot where one of them turns and i think it's great to have them face off because it'll be one where you probably think it's charlotte yeah but becky uh if you if they do it right becky is the surprise heel turn Might be the perfect thing for her. Yeah. And so I don't... But that's the thing. is I don't know how that comes about. I don't know who needs the money in the bank. I don't know how you need to play that. Do you just need them to lose the money in bank? Does somebody else win? And Charlotte and Becky start blaming each other for not being able to win? You know, Becky says it's Charlotte's fault. Charlotte says it's Becky's fault. I don't know. I don't know how it plays out. But that's the story that I think in the long term... They need to find a way to make it work, because I want to see them. I want to see one of them turn heel, and I don't even care which one it is, and their matches together, I think, would be really good. They they were really good. It's actually, Becky's gotten the best match out of Charlotte since she's been on SmackDown for a while. I mean, obviously, there was the Charlotte Asuka at WrestleMania, but otherwise, Charlotte facing those heels that can't wrestle, I think Charlotte's the worst at bringing somebody up to her level. I think, of all the people, I think Becky can have a, a decent match with somebody like uh even with like lana and it not mm-hmm. you know you can't make a great match out of facing her but you can make it you know decent yeah I don't, charlotte can't charlotte hasn't been able to make a decent match out of peyton royce billy Kay, yeah. carmella you go down the list of the heels that they have there that aren't really great workers and she has a hard time trying to bring them up to her level while you know you go down the other four horsewomen becky lynch uh, Sasha and Bailey yeah. they can have pretty good matches with bad workers yeah, I and then Asuka's on that same list like I just love when they tagged her into that match and she goes for the drop kick immediately and I'm like she's ready to take it up to 100 mm-hmm. from the get go yeah. Charlotte doesn't do that
1: with inferior workers and it's that's it's, true it's very that's strange true. yeah um, and, like, I I also feel like, like, like in those big match moments, like, uh, pay-per-view moments, I, I I don't feel like Charlotte goes all out on them. I feel like Charlotte wrestles the same intensity on pay-per-views that she does on house shows. And I've watched her do both. Um, it's, like, it's not any different. It's kind of like those old flair matches where every Ric Flair match was the same match, but at least, like, like, I don't know, like, like he looked like he cared, and he, he, I think he did kick it up a notch, depending on you know if it was just TV or pay per view or WCW Saturday Night or you know uncensored. But like, yeah, Charlotte's just kind of the same speed always, and in in those big moments, on those those big pay per view moments, she doesn't really commit. I don't think I don't see like like I just don't see the commitment in her. Um, in those big moments, those big moments where it's make or break she just kind of goes through the motions and and like i she she needs to like like you said with Asuka, be be at 100% ready to kick this up and, and and get it going and and she just doesn't um and and i don't you know that 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 can't be anyone else's fault but hers that's not a you know that's not a wwe writer going okay and go out there and just kind of just do yeah. what you normally do, okay? Like, like, no one's telling her to be bland and, and, and to, like, at some points it almost appears like she doesn't care. Like, she just is in autopilot because she knows what she's doing and she knows what the spots are. And and, and that's going to make her not as exciting as, as she absolutely could be because, I mean, she's good. We've seen her be good. It's just, like, I, I just want to see more commitment out of her, especially on, on pay-per-views. Yeah, and I... I mean, this is a ladder match. Like, they're going to have a women's ladder match. Like, I better see some good shit. (laughs) It's a ladder match. I think between the people that they have in it by the time it's
0: done, even more so than last year, Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see some stuff that I think maybe they were not going to take that risk last year. Yeah. I think they they know how underwhelming it was, and it wasn't just because mm-hmm. you know James Ellsworth went up and grabbed the the briefcase. Yeah, the match was un- underwhelming before that, and I think they're going to be ready to take it up to a an, new. And then you add in people who are chomping at the bit to get Ember Moon. You know, Ember Moon. At, she can't cut a promo, but she's willing to do some crazy yeah. stuff in the ring. Uh, Sasha Banks always ready to take it up a notch. Uh, the only ones that I'm even worried about, you know, Lana. Is ridiculous to be in there But we'll see what happens It's mm-hmm. a uh, You have enough people Who are just knocked out On the side of the ring Lana's gonna be that For like 20 minutes yeah. That's fine Um, You know Naomi can do crazy things In the ring I agree uh, And then Alexa Bliss Is willing to put her body Through some crazy stuff All yeah. of a sudden You have a lot of people That are wanting to make sure This match And you, you think about it This time last year Charlotte and Alexa Were the champs Who couldn't be in the match or, Yeah I, I don't know if they were Exactly cha- Charlotte was the champ At the time And I don't I think Alexa was the Raw champion when the last Money in the Bank happened, Uh, but Raw wasn't on it anyways, so it was just the SmackDown competitors. But now you have the best from both shows. You have Charlotte and Alexa in there. I I think they're ready to make sure that this match is something uh, to remember. We also have... We were going with the ones we think should win, but also who do we actually think will win, and who do
1: you got for this match? I'm I'm, I'm really torn between Alexa Bliss and... um Becky Lynch, so I think I'm just gonna go with Alexa Bliss. That's almost who I've betted on every other pay per view, and I've been right. So, um, I, like I, I guess I'm gonna go with her. See, this is a tough one because it you, is tough. You never know what they're gonna do, and they they
0: always want to curveball. Like, yeah, you know, Baron Corbin winning last year is like, oh yeah, that's nobody really thought that that's who they were gonna run with and then for the women it's even that much harder because the storylines are not as fully developed and you got two different shows to pick from like it's yeah it's It's, it's exciting it is exciting Uh, I I think this is a tough one I feel like Ember Moon needs something yeah uh, and I feel like this is the thing that gives her you know the future but you don't necessarily need to pull the trigger today, mm-hmm. you know? So I think money in the bank, you know, obviously you think somebody's going to cash it in on, uh, Naya and, uh, Ronda. So I maybe so. Moon's not the choice for right now. Uh, but I feel like that's something she could have. I would go with Sasha, but I feel like it's one that, she can just get her title match whenever they're ready to do that. Yeah. Like, they, you don't need her to have the contract. Then, same way with Alexa Bliss, really. So that that's Alexa Bliss would be the ultimate heel to walk around with a briefcase, but yeah. doesn't need that's it. That's what I was picturing. Yeah. Uh, so I really think Ember Moon might be the one that it just gives her something to work with. That's a good pick. It's a so, solid pick. So that's that's what I'm going to roll with. I, I'm going to take some, uh, some risk on that one. And then now we'll move on to the men's Money in the Bank. And this is another one where, you know, uh, most intriguing victor. This one we might actually talk about what's the most intriguing subplot. Because this one has, I mean, they've done a lot of stuff in the building. We said a lot of things weren't going on. I guess not entertaining uh, segments. But some pretty good matches. Because there's been a lot of matches we didn't expect to see over the Mm -hmm. last few weeks. You know we gotta watch Braun Strowman versus Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. We got to watch, you know, Braun Strowman versus Bobby. Actually, just Braun Strowman beating everybody else yeah. to make up for the fact. Finally, they had to have that match. Uh, was it this
1: last week or the week the before? Fatal Four Way this last yeah, week. Yeah, where Kevin was, Owens
0: crushes uh, Braun Strowman.
1: Yeah, I I I have really like I really really enjoyed that Fatal Four away. and I think it's because like. I am loving the interactions between Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens. It's been fun. Like, like as much as everyone sells for Braun Strowman, a lot of people don't really have to sell that much because he's so strong. He's a gonna... lot of
0: people are protecting themselves, and Kevin yeah. Owens just seems to be going all out. Yeah. All of those shoulder blocks where he does the flips. It's the like, flip. <clears throat> easily. Finn Balor could pull that off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Bobby Roode is... Should be able to do it easier than Kevin, but Kevin Owens is the one yeah. who's doing a full freaking,
1: yeah, uh, full f- like full flip. Yeah, just, just, just getting twisted, doing in the a shooting by him. star press yeah. as he gets the shoulder block. And, and then just like it's, it's fun when Strowman throws him in the corner and you know goes to run and do that splash. You know most people just stand there and do the splash as he's running towards Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is like ah, like sounding terrified and like 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 I think just the chemistry that those yeah. two have together of of Owens knowing how to sell for this guy and how to make it look like he's scared of him and everything has been so great. And if anything, just shows me how much better Kevin Owens is than everyone. Again,
0: he's also one. And this is something that's kind of crazy, he's probably the best person on the offensive against Braun Strowman. Absolutely. People are not very good at it, and Kevin Owens does it in a way where, yeah, he's half the match he's running around scared, and then when there's an opportunity, he is just an attack dog. He is and he, so good. And he does it in a way that he's like, he really is. He's trying to get in every shot that he can before mm-hmm. Braun yep. you know, powers back up to take him out, and nobody else seems to do that. Like, and uh, him,
1: him getting all of his stuff in and selling the way he does – covers up the weaknesses braun strowman has like it makes braun strowman look that much better because kevin owens is such a good wrestler he's making braun strowman look so much better than he actually is
0: there's few things I like better than Kevin Owens attempting the pop-up powerbomb to Bronson. It's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world to me. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the, you have that as a good subplot. Uh, obviously, on SmackDown, you've had we got a Rusev-Samoa Joe match. It was pretty freaking good. I mean, it obviously had Miz as a special guest referee, so that uh, ruined the ending. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, we got a great match out of those two. Uh, we, we've had Miz putting in decent matches recently, which is crazy. Wouldn't expect that. So... I wouldn't even be mad if he won Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. It's another one where it's like, I don't think he needs it. I think at this point, if you think he's in uh, capable of being in the title picture, just put him in it. Uh, and then the the New Day not saying who's in it, I would have thought would have been very annoying, but they played that very well. Now I'm excited. Uh, yeah. it, it adds in that extra... Everybody else have sized each other up. They know what's going on, and we don't even know which one. Is it going to be Kofi because he's built for ladder matches? Is yeah. it going to be Xavier Woods because... He's finally getting an opportunity. He was the one who got put into the U.S. title tournament thing that they had a while back. Yeah. Uh, or is it Biggie, the rightful heir to be the front runner in a heavyweight title opportunity? Yeah. Uh, could be anyone. Biggie. I. I. It needs to be Biggie. I want it to be Biggie pretty badly because you add in when you look at that match. Yeah. My God, if it's Strowman balor Miz, Rusev, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and then Big E there to do his own version of his power up, where he runs around and beats everybody up. And imagine him getting excited, knocking all these other guys out, and then he runs into Braun Strowman. Yeah, like I'm excited. Yeah. i I think it probably needs to be Big E. We're not even gonna pick who wins the Money in the Bank. We're gonna pick which one of the New Days that I'm picking. Big E.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, like if, if I had assumed who's going into this match, I think it would be Big E, and um. I, I, I think after this match, after this Money in the Bank match, I do think it's Biggie going in the match. I think this starts the downfall of the New Day, as as like starts like prepares everyone for their breakup. I
0: wish it just wasn't <clears throat> that. I, I wish yeah. WWE <clears throat> would be willing to let one of the members of a stable. Go for a mm-hmm. heavyweight title and keep the stable keep, together. But yeah, we haven't seen it in
1: so long. There's no reason. it's up the Shield that just mm-hmm. runs by its own rules apparently. Pretty much. But uh, um, but like I I do think at this point in time uh, the New Day's run their course. Like I like a bunch of people were predicting them breaking up about a year ago, and I was like, oh, I hope that doesn't happen. And I'm not a New Day fan. I could care less about them. But I was like, eh, it doesn't seem like the right time. Now seems like a good time where they're really starting to get stagnant. Like I'm like. You, you you hit it big somehow with throwing cereal at people, and now you've upgraded it to pancakes, and it just like looks more ridiculous than anything you've ever done.
0: I'm just mad because I don't like pancakes. Yeah, I get that, Waffle, Waffle Man. man. Waffle. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And um, we we talk about it a while. We could talk about the International House of uh, burgers, burgers, but we're not going to International House of Biggie. We'll see what's on the end. We might do a special uh, outtakes podcast when we just talk about <laughs> IHOB,
1: but. Uh yeah no uh the one thing i know for sure about this money in the bank match is no one from raw is winning. I i just don't see fair. that happening. Um particularly with this new rule where it has to be the universal title. It's exactly. Like, yeah. Um and when you got your built-in number one contender Roman Reigns <laughs> like he's just the number one contender always just yeah. cuz um yeah it, it, and it and it gives something to happen on smackdown. Like i get Baron Corbin won it last year so you know maybe they'd want to put it on raw this year. But why? Like, like, there's so much going on on Raw already. Give it to SmackDown. Give something. Give a good storyline to SmackDown. Um, I personally would want to see Rusev win, but I don't. That's not going to happen. So you
0: want it to be Rusev, but who do you got that you think is going to win the match?
1: I'm torn between Big E and The Miz. Um, like, I would. Like, I, I think those two are the more viable thing. Um, I, I guess I'm going with Big E just because I want to see. I want to see what what he can do now. Like I, I do believe that the people in the back are starting to, to believe in him, especially after uh, especially after the promos he cut against the Usos. He sounded really good. He finally looked confident enough that he could handle the mic on his own and not just be uh, hip shimmying. Um, so I, I and especially with SmackDown giving you know chances to people like Jinder Mahal. Um, I, I think you know B- Biggie would be a good shoe in and, and, and like a good powerhouse, especially on SmackDown. Um, and, and just and it gives him something new to do, gives something for the other two members a new day to do. So yeah, like I'm going to say uh, I'm going to go with Biggie. See, it's
0: tough for who I want to win because you know I, I can imagine different scenarios. It, it would be good to just have Braun Strowman win and to eventually lead to him getting yeah. the Universe title. Uh, it'd also be good, Kevin Owens, to win. Yeah. To wait for Braun Strowman to take the belt from Brock Lesnar, and then at Braun Strowman's most vulnerable, Kevin Owens cashes in, beats him, but then has the monster among men chasing him around for the next few weeks. Yeah. Uh, would be great, and it would just continue that story. we get a match between them that, like we said, they got chemistry, and I, I've i yet to see them fight each other and it not mm-hmm. be fun. Uh I think in terms of, to figure out who they're going to pick, there's usually some rules to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, if you climb up the ladder to grab the briefcase preceding the pay-per-view, you're not going to win. So Samoa Joe, I, I would think you would win. I think you would uh, were a candidate, but you climbed up to grab the briefcase. Yeah. You ain't getting it. Miz went and did it. Maybe the pancakes that were inside the briefcase cancel it out, but <laughs> he climbed up to grab it. You out. Then you start going, okay, uh, people that won leading into it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we know that, uh, I believe, was it Samoa Joe or did Rusev win that? Rusev won against Samoa Joe. Uh, So he's out. Then we got, uh, I believe on Raw, the winner would have been Braun Strowman. Mm -hmm. Out. So now we've already knocked off four of the eight. Yeah. So we're left with Finn Balor. We're left with Bobby Roode, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. one of the New Day.
1: Yeah.
0: Man, does it just have to be Big E? It just it just seems I mean, like I, it, I, it's all coming up Big E. Yeah. Who else unless would it's, it be? unless it's Bobby Roode and he turns back to heel like he should have just done immediately <sighs> when they figured out that wasn't working. Maybe Bobby, maybe that's what Bobby Roode needs in his life. And maybe that's the biggest surprise because I don't like, think he anybody, does need it. Have you heard anybody say that Bobby Roode's potentially going to win this match? No. So that might be the. That's they, a good they, prediction. They like to go for the one that nobody. I'm, I'm going Bobby Roode. That's a that's, good pick. I think that's going to win. Good pick. So yeah, that that's what we have. That's, uh, once again, somehow not excited about most of the buildup, but this is the type of pay per view that dri- pulls me back in. Yeah. No matter what. We've been talking for a while. Uh, we can get a little bit of NXT TakeOver talk in. We'll just go with the basic of what is the match on that card that you're looking forward to the most?
1: Um, Lars Sullivan, Aleister Black. It's pretty good. Pretty yeah. Good. I, th- I, th- I think they have enough uh, uh, contracting styles to-, to make the match interesting. Yeah. Um, and like I haven't seen a whole lot of Lars Sullivan but what I've seen of him I mean he he's a monster you yeah. know like he w- whatever that weird finisher he has I watched him do that it freak accident yeah do it to someone off the top rope I think yeah. X-Pac retweeted it and I was like holy shit that looked just absolutely devastating and I, I, I think like a big monster like that you know having this this you know w- with someone that's you know doing throwing a lot of kicks and stuff like that I think that makes for an interesting match especially with the size differences yeah. there's going to be more they can do with each other um, and Alistair Black has walked through
0: pretty much untouchable. And Lars Sullivan's also walked through untouchable in completely different styles. But yeah. that's been, it, it's, you know, uh, unstoppable force meets the movable object. You, you, mm-hmm. It's vi- who they pick to win. Like at this point, both are on trajectories that say neither one loses. Yeah. One of them has to. And that's exciting. Uh, I agree with you on that. I was also looking, obviously, the Ricochet Velveteen Dream is yeah. one that just. I want to see what craziness they pull out. That one, I think people were really excited about...
1: Did you see Ricochet do the flip on the, the f- top yeah, rope the and land on his yeah, feet? Yeah, and then oh uh, Velveteen oh. Dream with
0: the reaction. Yeah. They're both impressed and scared. Yeah, uh, yeah no, uh, that I, I think that can be a good one. And that's to say nothing that Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Champa are having what should oh, yeah. be their blow-off match, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Uh, that's interesting. Women's Championship. Every match on this card. Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross. Yeah. Nikki Cross went and stole the belt and just ran around and put it on the ground to have Shayna Baszler come back and just that, that level of crazy you would think that maybe that would get like stale after a while. Nope. Every time Nikki cross up, (laughs) I I do. I love her.
1: She's, (laughs) she's fantastic.
0: So I, you know, it's, it's hard to pick one match, but it it should be exciting. Uh, the last thing that we'll talk about before we jump on out of here, obviously big news that happened a while ago, but we haven't done the podcast in a month because that was, the time between pay-per-views. But WWE ended up selling the rights, television rights of SmackDown to Fox. Mm -hmm. Uh, NBC Universal, USA Network, basically, they had the option to keep them both, but they decided to just keep Raw. Then it went into open bidding, and Fox basically sold Vince and WWE on the idea that NBC Universal is embarrassed of your product. Sure, they love to have 3 million people s- tune in every mm-hmm. Monday and every Tuesday, but they aren't willing to crop, cross promote in the way that we would. Now, obviously, on USA, they had a lot of cross promotion uh, on the network, but not on NBC Universal, where yeah. they could have done, uh, I believe, NBC at Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Uh, Fox is saying, hey, we're not going to be embarrassed of the product. We'll sign you. We're going to put you on a network, which is going to mean. If you're getting 3 million people or you know, averaging 2.5 million uh, on USA, you're likely to get much more than that if you're on Fox each week. Mm-hmm. I was thinking when they were talking about the negotiations, it was going to be like FS1 mm-hmm. or one of the other affiliates. No, they're talking about on Fox. Cro- cross promotion with fo- the NFL on Fox, which... I bo- they have, you know, the I afternoon game, they usually they usually have two games on Fox uh every Sunday during football season. They're going to actually promote. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine John Cena, you know, just being on there talking with the Fox NFL crew? That is a huge audience that you're opening yourself up to that we haven't seen for the WWE since the Attitude era. Yeah. Not only that, they're getting paid basically a billion dollars for 5 years, so That's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, That's as as much as they're getting for the other one. So between the two, they're basically getting, you know, half a billion dollars a year for just these two shows. They haven't even sold NXT yet. NXT might still be put onto a network at some point, depending on if they want to make money or how, uh, I guess it depends on how many viewers Mm -hmm. they're currently getting. Mm -hmm. But that's crazy. And I, I guess the one question I have for you, because this seems like the, the power has shifted Smackdown has always been the B show No yep. matter what's happened uh, I feel like going And that's not going to take effect Until October 2019 But I can feel like As we get closer to that The next uh, shake up We might see every star go to Smackdown Because Smackdown's about to become the A show
1: Yeah um, I, 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 think, I think that's really big for Smackdown I think it's going to force them To like make a good product Because they're now officially Have a better chance to get more eyes on them Than Raw You know Oh, shit. especially with uh, like, I think the last time SmackDown was any good was when like I think it was on UPN or something like that. Yeah, but like and even
0: that, that's not the same as Fox. Like but, that's but, a bigger market, yeah. and it was. Uh,
1: but Saturday nights they would show yeah. it late on Fox, and that's the only way that I got to watch SmackDown because I didn't have UPN. So Saturday night at like midnight they'd show an old you know whatever happened on SmackDown that week. Um, but yeah, they're not going to be on the CW. They're not going to be on UPN. It's not going to be the USA Network. It's going to be box like that that's huge that that's like raw being on nbc you know like it's a real network and not not, you know like a sister thing you know with like what other good shows are on USA? I I, I can't name Mr. any. Mister Robot's really good.
0: I like Mister Robot. I don't Robot.
1: even know what that is. It's really good. Um,
0: it's basically like uh, <clears throat> Hacker Fight Club. Yeah. So okay. It, it's not really, but that's <laughs> the, closest, the closest way to get you to understand what it is.
1: Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I I, I think this is probably like I, I wish it was coming into effect uh, October this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's probably the the best way to make SmackDown a good product. I think it'll force them to write good TV. Um and th- th- that's what they need to do. Like it needs to be back to where like SmackDown and Raw are competing with each other and and seeing who's gonna get the best show to get the more more viewers and um putting SmackDown on Fox and getting all those people watching that is gonna make Rob like oh well we gotta get our levels up to where SmackDown's at and and it's good it's creating competition with themselves again and like if the WWE has any chance to be close to the greatness it was was you know this might be it maybe yeah and I mean, especially on fox like yeah. fox is willing to do a lot more stuff than other networks are so it, it's it's a good chance you know
0: and just the cross promotion with nfl like that has been the number one problem with wrestling and it's one of the things that made me so angry with the way the fans mm-hmm. are is that that smart crowd, the the people that are supposed to be hardcore, they love New Japan, but they still feel the need to tune into WWE and say how bad it is. Yeah, uh, that crowd has become such a larger portion of the audience, slowly but surely. And as the TV audience has shrunk, there the number of young people watching aren't there anymore. And so, as much as Vince tries to cater the product for that crowd, he can't. The the crowd is. <laughs> 40 year old people mm-hmm. who only watch wrestling, apparently.
1: And that's what initially happened in the attitude areas. Like, yeah. hey, all those little kids that watched, you know, the new generation are 10 years older now and, you know, want to see some crazy shit. And so
0: now that generation is the only one left watching wrestling. Yeah. They need to find a way to get the kids back in. And Fox doing NFL, having it where, if you have different WWE wrestlers come on and they're talking with the NFL people, you watch NFL, you see it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I, I should stay on and watch that. Or I can turn Fox on mm-hmm. on Friday to check out SmackDown and see what's up. Like, if that happens, you have the potential to gain back that younger crowd, which long term they'll need. Maybe right now they don't need it. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe you could still say WWE is, you know, just oblivious to their audience because their audience happens to be an older crowd mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily putting on the show that those people want and that's fine that's probably true but long term it's not a good business model to make a product that the younger audiences don't want to watch yeah and having it fox cross promotion with nfl number one way to try to get back that audience which is just missing at this point like it's so small compared to what they want particularly now in the pg era going globally yeah like this is going to be Forget just make it where it's competitive. This is a saving grace for WWE because their long term business model, as much as it was working now, it was gonna fold in upon itself. Yeah. And now they have the chance to fix that.
1: Yeah. Well, and and, and this that's also got to be putting you know USA on notice is like, yeah. oh, you don't want our show? This bigger network does. You know, like that's that's huge. And
0: it tells NBC Universal
1: that hey. we're willing to go somewhere else at
0: at some point if they're there (laughs) if if the smackdown is beating out like Mm -hmm. can you imagine where raw's ratings are 2.5 million each week and smackdown is edging up to 4 million yeah like at some point nbc universal has to figure out what are we going to do to fix that does it require us to start putting raw on nbc like and as you look at it as the way they, I think they all still imagine that wrestling is what it was in the attitude era. Yeah. That there's going to be brawn panties matches and mm-hmm. there's going to be these things that you can't have and expect to have the same high class advertisers on those programs, you know? And right now the respectability factor, I think WWE has done most of the things they need to get there. Yeah. But the perception hasn't met those changes. And Fox will be the first step into doing that. And if they can convince Fox and they can do it well on Fox, NBC will see that. And potentially down the road, NBC can't turn it down. If they're looking at, you know, a shrinking TV audience where most people are watching on, you know, Hulu and Netflix, and you're not getting that same week to week audience, but wrestling still doing it. Oh, and guess what? This isn't the same trash television that it used to be. Yeah. We can get real advertisers to be on during these time frames. NBC will think, okay, we can do that. And then all of a sudden, WWE has Raw and SmackDown, both on networks, bringing in half a billion dollars every year, and getting that much more ad money when they're bringing in, you know, the more viewers they get, the higher those ad rates are going to keep going up. All of a sudden, WWE is on top of the world again.
1: Yeah. Like, good move. Good move. Good move. That the smart fans will hate. (laughs) In your face. Smart fans Yeah I let them hate it They were gonna it. it didn't matter where they went They'd hate it so
0: They don't even know They hate it yet I bet they still are excited <laughs> And they don't realize This means even more This means even more That Roman Reigns Will be the guy in five years mm-hmm. Face it <laughs> Suck it And that's it That's all we have That is the end Of this episode Of the Making a Mark Wrestling show On the Tell Me More podcast We'll be back Next week To discuss the outcome Of the Money in the Bank Pay-per-view We're out of here Later Marks
1: It went much better than expected.